What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about communication and instruction and their many facets in our lives. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast. Yo, it is love month. So we get to talk about a fun topic. Uh, For some people, it's not so fun. And I know that you probably don't want to hear about it because maybe you're single, maybe you're getting out of a relationship. I don't know, you know, where you are in the intimate spaces of your life. But this is for everybody, not just those who are seeking or currently in or just coming out of intimate partner relationships with their significant or I guess at this point, non-significant others. So um, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for joining. Again, my name is Jennifer Brienne and I am your podcast host and um, I'm here to serve you. So if there's anything that you want to hear, anything you want me to record, to discuss, send me a voice message, an email, a DM, follow me all on, my, on all of my social media so that we can stay connected. I'd love to know who you are, how you're doing, what's going on in your world. And if you know me, what's new in your world. So um, for those of you who are returning, thank you so much. If you are, if you enjoy this podcast, if you're blessed by this podcast, please leave me a rating, a review. Uh, Let the world know like what you're experiencing and more importantly, what you're listening to. Okay, so check this out. I already know that we're going to do a part two of this because there's no way that I can fit this in in our time together. Um, So let's just go ahead and jump right in. As I mentioned, it's February and there's a lot of unique things that go on in February. One of the critical things that happens is Valentine's Day. Now, For some people, um, you know, they don't get to celebrate Valentine's Day because, well, quite frankly, they don't have a Valentine. And there are some people that celebrate it with themselves, some people that, you know, do different things to honor or not to even acknowledge the day. Um, I have for years actually not celebrated this day. It's just been another day of the month for me. Um, I've I've disregarded it. But for this year, I actually have a Valentine. So, um I still don't have any requirements or any specifications about anything that I want around the day, but less about the day and less about the hoopla or, you know, if it's a romantic time for you, congratulations. But I want to talk more about communication in relationships. I want to talk about how, even if it's not an intimate partner relationship, how we have to communicate. Um, one of the things that took place for me today is that one of my pro tips on my Instagram had to do with um, communication. And when I posted on my Instagram, my pro tip said, if you think for one minute it'll last without work, you're deceived. Relationships require communication. And one of the things that people fail to understand is that relationships require communication. You have to communicate. It is not an optional thing. You have to talk. You have to verbalize. You have to put language and voice and words to the things that you're experiencing the expectations you have, the outcomes that you desire, um, the things that you don't want, the things that you don't like, the things that you want to avoid. You know, you have to talk about those things. And communication is so, so much more than talking. Communication is powerfully nonverbal. It's the things that you stop doing. It's the things that you want to do. It's the things that you try to do. It's the uh, freedoms and the access that you remove. Like freedom and communication really go hand in hand. And, And there's a lot of ways you can be 
communicating without using words. But here particularly, um, if you know or you don't know, like I'm all about some words because I believe words make plain a lot of the things that we try to tacitly understand through our culture that we just might put in the backgrounds of our minds and think that we have a mutual understanding. But words allow us to put voice and, and a definition behind what we agree on to be the understanding behind that word. And then you have a contract and then you have a connection. And that is the power of relationships. When you use your communication to, um, I guess, birth a relationship, it, it forms a connection. I had a very, very, very interesting experience in the gym tonight. I went to the gym and um, <laughs> shout out to me, right? Um, and I'm, I am patting my own stuff on the back because I have a goal and I've been sticking to it and I'm proud of it. But anyway, so I uh, went to the gym. And uh, I ran into a person that I know of. We have a mutual friend, um, but we have never had any direct interaction. And so uh, the interaction was very interesting. I, it was very enjoyable. So interesting sounds like one of those like variable words. Like, ah, I could have went either way. No, it was a very enjoyable. It was a long conversation. It was really good. Um, but one of the things that I realized that we both connected on is that we are thorough communicators. We like stories. We like to paint the picture. We like to illustrate. And we use a lot of labels. And, and terms that give definition and so that's why the conversation was so fruitful because we dialogued in this manner and I really believe that that birthed a connection and I really believe that as you use your words to birth connections and or to disconnect but we'll talk about that later but to birth connections it will allow you to connect with the right people at the right places at the right time and most importantly in the right way so no matter how you try to get around it like communication is required so if you are not a good communicator if you don't like using your words start paying attention to your actions start paying attention to when people treat you a certain way how you how you respond behaviorally because let me tell you if you aren't putting words to that in your relationships and again keeping your keeping your mind that we're not just talking about intimate partners we're talking about your friendships your family your co-workers your teammates your gym partners we're talking about the people in the grocery store we're talking about the people in line behind you we're talking about the other people in traffic all of these are different levels of relationships and connections and if you aren't putting words to these relationships first of all you're not guiding them and then secondly um your behavior is probably demonstrating how you feel I've learned a long, long time ago that the things that I have not verbalized, I can watch myself, be a self-monitor, and determine how I really feel about that thing. I've also been able to determine from my own actions and from the actions of others that if people said that they felt one way or they verbalized that, oh, this is how I feel, this is where I stand, this is what I believed, I could tell the truth by their actions or their non-actions behind what they said. And if those actions don't align with those words and those words don't align to those actions then I have a clear indication of what they really feel because I believe and it is a firm belief of mine that you act out how you really feel that you really demonstrate in your nonverbal, uh your haptics your your body language your facial expressions um your decision making all of that goes into uh, uh, an understanding of what you really feel and how you're really experiencing those feelings. So again, relationships require communication. I was listening to um, Apostle Brian Meadows and him and I kind of had a dialogue without dialoguing today. And um, one of the things that I said on my post is I talked about doing your part in communicating. And one of the things that you have to do 
on your part of communicating and building that connection and bridging that gap and bringing someone's world closer to yours is you have to be clear. And sometimes you have to fight for that clarity because sometimes what you're trying to verbalize, you don't have the words for, or you don't totally understand even within yourself or you're working through a matter or the matter's still evolving. You're still uncertain. So even in then you have to be in clear about what you're unclear about. You have to be clear about what you're uncertain about. And another thing, in order to do that, you have to be open, right? Like you can't be in fruitful, long-lasting, fulfilling relationships and you're not open. Being shut down, um, closing your words off, closing yourself off will not allow you to grow into the person and allow the relationships that you want um, to flourish from your life. So you got to be clear, you got to be open, and then you have to actively and attentively listen. And the reason why I say both actively and attentively because you can be actively listening but not necessarily be attentively listening and this is a prime example you might be listening to my podcast right now but you might be in your car driving you might be working out you might be at your desk working while it's playing in the background it may be playing in another room and you've walked out and now you're walking back in because you know I'm talking directly to you so you may be actively listening but not attentively listening attentively means that not only do I hear and I'm receiving what you're saying but you're words have my attention and so if there's somebody sitting in your presence you're not just you know listening to what they're saying but still scrolling on your phone no I am actively and attentively listening to whomever whomever I am an audience to they have my undivided attention and I really think that's where the division comes in between activity and attentive because sometimes you can be attentively listening you know um, it's hard I think it's hard to attentively listening without actively listening because if you're if I'm giving you my attention you have all of what I'm focused on. You have all of what I'm in tune with and what I'm gauging from. And I believe that is where a lot of barriers of communication are broken. They are open. Um, they are. They feel secure. They feel safe. I really believe when you give people that space to say what it is they need to say um, or to express, um, to work through things, then that is when you will really see your trust and the experience of that relationship thrive because it's now fulfilling in a new way. One of the things that I was uh, told about myself tonight in the interesting conversation that I had was that the person didn't feel that I was judgmental. They they didn't feel, they were like, I've always felt like you just really weren't judgmental. I've always liked that about you. And I consider that a compliment because I know that some people feel very offstandish. They feel very shut down. They feel very unapproachable. Um, and they also feel condemned. And that's not something that you want people to feel, you know, um, even in the persona that you give off even more so in your interactions and so it it really did something good for me to hear him say that um but more than that I think that we should be mindful of how people perceive how we listen. We should be mindful of if people don't think I'm giving enough attention or if they don't like that I'm actively listening and they want me to put my phone down when we're talking. Like You should be mindful of how the person that you're in relationship with needs needs your attention or needs your active response in understanding and encouraging, um, encouraging them to talk, to open up, to be vulnerable because that's really what we're getting down to when we talk about communication and relationships we are getting down to a vulnerability because you can tell anybody anything and it doesn't make the interaction special you can give people strangers anybody you know random information or you know information that doesn't cost you anything but when people start opening up about their vulnerabilities their secrets that is when your soul start um 
start mending that's when your soul start coming together and you take more interest because you're diving deeper inside this person's world and you're seeing more of their world from your perspective from their perspective and then you're coming into an alignment or you're coming into you know hey I don't agree with that perspective or I don't like this and I don't really care for that and so that is when it becomes intimate and that's when you've entered an intimate space with someone somewhere that you know sex can't take you can't take you for my intimate people some Somewhere that, you know, um, just everyday knowledge won't take you because now you've entered into the core of that person. And communication is a driving vehicle that can take you right to that location. But it takes time as well. One of the things that I wanted to talk about in communication and relationships is the fact that they take time. It takes time to build that rapport with the person. Sometimes people just connect. Like my gym experience, I mean, we just connected. We just flowed and it was cool. You know, it was it was awesome. And, and all of my experiences, experiences aren't that authentic and they aren't that natural. However, it's possible for you to have those experiences, you know, wherever you go, but just make sure that they're true to yourself and make sure that the, for the relationships, the friendships, the co-workerships, the situationships, because I know some of y'all are in those, like just make sure that you are being as clear, as open, as actively and attentively listening as you can. And while all of that is going on, and this is where I'm going to bring back Apostle B. I didn't forget that thought. Um, Um, I'm just, I wanted to tie it all the way in, but as you're doing those three things, make sure that you are thoroughly, and I am putting a lot of emphasis here. Okay. Thoroughly processing your thoughts and your emotions. And the reason why is because sometimes, and a lot of times too, depending on, you know, what has emotionally charged you, um, your thoughts can be racing a million miles an hour if somebody is talking to you. And just so you know, just like your thoughts can, so can your emotions. You can be raging in anger and fear as you're in this shouting match, you know, about why something happened or what happened or if you feel wronged or betrayed or offended. You know, um, the same way, you know, a million thoughts can rage and, and soar your mind, you know, if you get sudden bad news, if it's a traumatic death in the family, you know, And so now you have to cope with loss all of a sudden. It could be a mass amount of stress, anxiety, any of these, um, I guess, traumatic experiences that put us in a whirlwind of thoughts and emotions. As it pertains to listening to someone, being the recipient of a channel of communication from some other some other um, giver of the communication, I really feel like we should take this time to thoroughly, going back here, thoroughly, I'll say it one more time, thoroughly process our thoughts and emotions. And the reason why is because you in that moment would be very emotional and you have every right to be so. However, you don't want to communicate something that is damaging to the soul of the audience members that are listening. You don't want to damage the relationship. You don't want to cause a damaging breach. You don't want to say something out of hatred, out of spite. You don't want to say something out of, a oh, well, you said this to me, so I'm just getting back at you. That is not the moment to allow your emotions or your thoughts, especially not your initial thoughts, because again, they're probably emotionally driven but you don't want any of that to impact you right you don't want any of that to to negatively affect either the news you're receiving or the interaction that you're having right so sometimes we have to have 
hard conversations. And this is one of the most fun parts about communication when we talk about conflict, because maybe it's not an extreme, you know, traumatic experience, but it's just a day-to-day relational conflict, or it's not a day-to-day relational conflict, but there, there's a breach in the relationship. There's a breach in the communication and we got to figure out how to get this back. We got to figure out how to win this battle because truthfully, if you don't continue to win the communication battles in your relationships, the relationship will fail. If you continue to misunderstand, um, to deceive, um, to um, to fight at, to fight against um, your significant other or anybody for that matter in whatever relationship you're in, that relationship is not going to see success. I told one of my mentees... Um, a couple of days ago, she had a couple of questions about a relationship in her life. It was a friendship, most most particularly. And, you know, after giving me her sentiments about where she stands in the relationship, I just, I simply told her that the mature thing is to have the conversation. You cannot make decisions about a relationship that you have not had a conversation for. You cannot make decisions about a relationship where you have not invited the other party or the other parties in to at least give voice to them on their part because you could very well be drawing an image or drawing a situation or drawing conclusions and assumptions in your mind that are so far from reality and you make a permanent and damaging decision based on a total lie a total make-believe that you try to put two and two together in your head that is not wise I told her the first thing the mature thing is to have the conversation and the next thing is to recognize the differences and fight for common ground after you have the conversation you got to understand that you know when dealing with conflict you're going into or dealing with a communication flaw a conflict because from the communication it's already been determined that there are differences right so once you go into the conversation knowing like this person doesn't see the world the way that I do you can approach the conversation a lot better first because you know you know that you're putting the situation on the table and you're not putting the person You know, you're not butchering their head. You're not tearing them down, even if it's their character flaw, you know, that we're discussing. If it's the coworker who's always late to work and it makes the load hard or it makes the line back up. Or if it's always the gym partner that never wants to go to the gym, but now you're stuck paying a membership or it's the insert blank for the situation that you have. Okay, so the first thing again, mature thing, have the conversation, call the conversation get on FaceTime, meet up, whatever, recognize the differences. After you recognize the differences, if, and this is one of the biggest ifs you'll ever hear coming out of my mouth, if the relationship is worth it, you fight for common ground. Because the truth of the matter is if they have communicated to you that they are starkly opposed, you have to find, you know, um, where the median is going to be. You have to create a new world that works for both parties so that the relationship can go beyond this season, can go beyond this place. Because remember what I said, if you continue to have communication breaches, if you continue to have communication downfalls, that relationship will not thrive. And as I also said in my post today, that if you are not working on the relationship, it will fail. You are only hardly very 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 much deceived if you think that you can have a relationship that you don't have to work on it does not work that way unless the parameters or the understanding of the relationship is that this is a very 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 low maintenance rate relationship and we don't have to work that hard because we have an understanding but still even in that you have to work to get what that understanding looks like I had one of those relationships actually um last year 
Um, and I, I grew out of it because I recognized that I value relationships. And honestly, a lot of people value relationships, but they put low maintenance demands on their relationships because they're afraid to get hurt. And I realized that, you know, that's toxic for me. You can decide for you, but for me, that was toxic because the truth of the matter is that I value relationships. So if I have a relationship in my life that I can't put a demand on, then it's problematic for me because I, I care too much about the people that I invest in, that I'm close to in order to not be able to demand something from them in return. I want mutual um, relationships. I want to be around like-minded people who are driven, who are ambitious, who are motivated, who, who are dedicated and committed to serving and growing and and I, I just can't do it I I just realized that you know that's not how I flow and and that's not going to be best for me and it was very hard to communicate and it was very hard to understand and I think it's still kind of troublesome but you know sometimes unfortunately you just got to walk away so anyway that's a that's a side story but all in that relationships go through seasons and transitions and just like that relationship like that relationship didn't make it to the next transition. That relationship didn't make it to my next season. And you have to be sure and also be clear that you know if your relationship needs to go to the next season or not. You have to be, you have to know and be discerning and prayerful because perhaps you've outgrown the relationship. Perhaps they've outgrown the relationship. Perhaps the, the relationship has extended its course. Perhaps the relationship has, has reached, you know, a crossroads and you guys are going different directions in life. You know, there's a lot of reasons why a relationship could fail while you need to transition out of really there's so many reasons there's so many facts we don't have time for that um but the ones worth it you will work through the changes the ones worth it the ones that are worth it you will find that common ground and you will fight through that common ground and you will work to make that new world work for you and honestly sometimes we make decisions that you know this relationship is not going to work for me and you are totally entitled to that however there is a but. <laughs> if you make that decision and letting the relationship die, make sure that's a decision you want to live with. Make sure that's a decision that if they decide at some point that they don't want to take you back as their friend, their significant other, their partner, if that job doesn't want to take you back because you decided to storm off mad, if that gym doesn't want to take you back because you walked out of your contractual membership, if that church doesn't want to take you back because you drugged them through the mud and you left, you know, bitter and angry and all, whatever, make sure that that's a reason, that's a decision you can live with. Because if you decide to go back and those people don't want to take you then you will be crushed and you will experience the same thing that you um administer to them so don't sow a seed that you are not big enough to reap if you don't want someone to come into your company and throw the computer off the table and throw everything off the desk as they exit because they have done with your job make sure that that's not a seed that you don't want to reap if that's not one that you are able to all right so in talking about you know relationships one of the things that i say you know my my position behind this is after you've done all of the thorough understanding of your of your processing of your emotions you understand you know okay this is really how I feel I am you know I'm centered I'm calm I'm not emotionally driven I, I'm I'm in control in this moment I'm not my mind isn't all over everywhere then I believe you respond in love because guess what you can respond any kind of way you want to. You can lash out. You have your. You have every right to be angry. You have every right to be bitter. You have every right to be unforgiving. You have every right to be whatever you want to be. However, if you do not choose to respond in love, then understand that you are provoking a response that you can't control as well. 
So it's not fair, you know, for you to be able to slam doors and scream at them, cuss them out, you know, go all like crazy and expect them to just be calm, cool and collected. Um, Again, talking about reaping what we're sowing, if you're sowing all of this anger and rage and fury, you know, in your communication because they're conflictual, like then you're probably going to reap that back because how else is a person who loves you supposed to feel? How else is a person who loves you supposed to receive all of these negative emotions, all of this negative down talk, all of this condemning feelings and then process that, right? So um, don't, don't sow those seeds, okay? Like don't, don't do that to the people that you love because again, if you are emotional, emotions are fleeting. They come and go. So, you know, you might be heated in the moment, but you want to live past the moment. So when communicating in your relationships, make sure that you respond in love. Back to my Apostle B. I know y'all probably thought I, I forgot, but I really didn't. But um, my, listening to Apostle B and one of the things he said, he said, when you are communicating, um, he gave a really awesome tip. He said, first you think, and then you think to process, and then you think to understand. Because when you're thinking about a thing, you are musing over like your your schemata. You are <laughs> you are musing over what you already know about the components, the situation, the people, the whatever. And then you're processing what new information has been added. So you're marrying your prior knowledge to what you already know, and then you're trying to understand the actions, the feelings, the emotions, the expressions, the behavior behaviors of what happened right so I love that he gave this ideology about communicating because when you communicate in this way it allows you to be um, objective in your understanding so if we go back to his process of communicating if we think if we just think about the matter if we know what we know for instance just using you know a relational conflict I guess I'm talking to somebody who's having problems on their job <laughs> this month but anyway so what we know about the job already you already have your job now and you already know how to do your job. And so if you already have knowledge about a CEO or someone that's in the position or whatever that, you know, um, doesn't treat you well, and then they come in, you know, they don't treat so-and-so well that's in the cubicle beside you, but then they come in yelling and screaming at you. Well, your prior knowledge, you've already hardwired, you know, your mind to not be receptive to this supervisor who acts in such irrational ways. However, could it be that that other employee over there, you know, you don't know the behind the scenes and could it be that maybe they're they've been late four or five times they have six or seven marks on the job and they're like one more comp customer complaint from being fired so the supervisor is working with them in hard love to try to correct their behaviors to, to keep them because they're a really good employee but you wouldn't know that so if we communicate these things like well I already had a defense and I already had a wall up against this because you know you act like this and with this person but that's not your interaction with them. So again, you know, we have to just be mindful of our prior knowledge and then also be mindful of what we're seeking to understand. Because when we are un like 
dissecting, if you will, different situations and different components of our lives and different situ uh, situations, expressions, behaviors, thoughts, uh, words that people give us. Um, we have to be mindful of what lens, what filter, what mentality that we're processing all of these things through. Um, and the reason why I throw mentality in there is because sometimes like we just not in the right frame of mind to have some conversations. I have one friend um, that I love that... <laughs> Um, he's very, very patient. He's very, very, very patient. And so one of the things before opening up or for telling me like his business, his stories, whatever, he will ask me, he will say like, do you have the emotional capacity for this? And you know, that question to me is so integral because it gives me the opportunity to assess my own self. Like, do I have too much going on in my world right now that I can't even think about this, that I can't even attentively and actively listen to you the way that you deserve? Like, do I have the space in my heart to take on the things that you wish to share with me in a way that's conducive, in a way that I can give you feedback that's rewarding and fulfilling and not just a, I don't know, man, that's life kind of answer. Because people don't like that. People, if they're being vulnerable and they're opening up to you um, and they invite you to give them some sort of communication on the matter, like they don't want, they don't, they don't, they're going through some things. Like they don't want you to just give them a lackadaisical answer when my mentees text me they're okay with me taking a little minute to text them back because they know that they're going to get a thoroughly thought out answer and so I I like to think of it as rewarding people for their vulnerability now some people truly do just want to vent right they really do just want you to listen but in in context of communication and relationships we have to make sure that we know what relationships desire what and who desires what and how they desire it so that we can best help them fulfill the need of that relationship because one of the things that I'm finding you know that you know in relationships is even when we can be uh, great communicators we still have to make sure that the needs are met I mentioned to you all that you know I have a valentine's this year and basically that's just me saying that like I'm not single anymore okay cool so one of the things that I realize is that like we're awesome communicators because we have a great friendship. We've always had a great, a great friendship, great conversation, um, but we're moving into a place to where even with that, we're having to make sure that needs are met, you know, and because we're moved, you know, from friends um, into this place, um, there's a different type of need that needs to be met. And so perhaps you look at your relationships on the job, at the gym, with your church family, uh, maybe your teammates, your classmates, your coworkers, um, you know, look at the different relationships in your life and, and look at the things that are being said directly, like explicitly, and think about the things that aren't being said, but are being acted out behaviorally, emotionally through the people around you. Look at what needs are being displayed and decide if you can be a conduit to meet those needs. Because one of the things that I find that, you know, if we make ourselves available to be need meters, to be problem solvers, to be solutionists of the world, then we make the world a better place. And honestly, like our relationships thrive better when we communicate holistically in them, when we try to to seek and to understand and to solve and to absolve the needs of others. That's why we are in relationship. There is an interdependency in our in a reason as to why we've connected and why we continue to stay connected or we don't continue to stay connected and we continue to grow in that connection. So I know that this was kind of, you know, chippy choppy as far as being like 
y'all like that word chippy choppy i like that i'm gonna use that again um but i know that this was like atypical as to how um you know i talk about you know my how i, I flow in my podcast but i really wanted this to be very natural i really wanted to just talk about communication and relationships because i feel like that's something that i can just go on because it's so integral it's so vital and it's so needed um and so i want you here's this week's challenge i want you to look at your relationships do a hard assessment not a soft like oh yeah everybody cool no 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 do a true authentic assessment of your relationships and talk to the people that you are that are in your core and that are in relationship with you and ask them for feedback ask them for feedback on how you're communicating ask them for feedback on you know ways that they can you can be a better communicator or some ways that they need their communicative needs filled or what they even need from you or and then also that's part one part two assess your own behavior like what are you acting out what are you living out what are your behaviors demonstrating to you through the depths of your feeling that you have not maybe verbalized yet out of your mouth but something that's just deep on the inside of you that you know you stomp or grunt or roll your eyes every time that word or that situation or you have to go to that place or do that thing what is that thing that's that's bothering you and and I want you to self-monitor yourself so that you can grow to really first of all deal with yourself because that's something that needs to be dealt with but then secondly that you can put words to it like what do I really feel and what am I really experiencing behind this and once you do that I believe that you will live a healthier life because you will have put words to so you'll know okay I feel angry I feel frustrated I'm mad that I'm a single mom I'm I'm mad at the world that I didn't get the scholarship I'm mad that my mom I feel like my mom loves my brother more than me whatever your thing is that you are acting out um let's put some words to it because when we put some words to it we can do something about it and that's why words are so important. If you know me, if you know anything about me, I'm all about some words, voice, language, and freedom because it gives you freedom, okay? So guys, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. If this helped you, if you liked it, if you want to share it, um, please do so. Um, again, leave me a rating and review. Uh, let somebody know what you're listening to and that you like it so you guys can dialogue with each other and you can dialogue with me. I'd love that. Um, also, um, I'm definitely going to do a part two and I might focus more on inner part, intimate partner communication. Um, uh, we will see, but it's love month. So I will definitely be talking about love so consider this a part one next week will be probably part two so um i love you guys thank you so much for tuning again tuning in (laughs) i love you all peace love and hair grease